What's going on, everyone? This is Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And here on today's episode, the NBA is finally back. Obviously, uh, it's been playing during the whole NFL playoffs, but we decided to just dedicate a whole episode to talking about some of the biggest topics going on in the NBA right now. So I hope you guys like that. And also remember, if you want to get into contact with any of us, um, the best way to do that would be on Twitter. Our links will all be in the descriptions below. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter. And yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's going on, y'all? Eric, your ranting co-host here. And even though my Thunder haven't been amazing this season or anything, uh, I'd say we're still performing above expectations. And uh, I'm just glad to finally be talking some NBA again. It has been a little bit. What's going on, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most. And uh, thankfully, the Hornets are actually exceeding expectations this year. I don't think I'll have to be taking a walk and eating a taco anytime soon. So, um, or reading a book. So, um, definitely excited to <laughs> definitely excited to be talking about that and getting back into NBA talk, like Eric said. Yeah, definitely. So around the hoop, we haven't seen this in quite a while because we've been so uh, caught up and busy with covering the NFL playoffs, which uh, were interesting. I, I think last year's NFL playoffs were a bit better as far as competitive games, but um, but either way, we're we're here talking about the NBA on this episode. And there's been a lot of different storylines that have happened um, that we didn't get to cover at the time. So this is going to kind of involve some current stuff as well as some topics that we might have missed uh, about a month or so ago. But anyways, let me go ahead and ask you guys the first question, and I'll get your opinions on this question. And I'm really interested to see what you guys have to say. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets, obviously, after trading for James Harden, it's been noticeable that their defense has gotten really bad. Um, I have on YouTube. Heck, a graphic. Don't you know that James Harden's like the greatest <laughs> defender of all time? Yeah, he gets all the steals, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so and, and another thing too, which is funny, I heard people from the Cavaliers and other teams, uh, not even major star players, just kind of role players and stuff. They're saying they're looking at the schedule and being like, sweet, we play the Nets. This is when we can get a career high. Like that's what that's what they're thinking. Um, <laughs> these guys out of nowhere have career highs against the Nets defense. And on the graphic here on YouTube, it's bad. See, one forty, they lost, uh, gave up one forty seven in double overtime to Cleveland, one twenty eight to Miami, one thirty two to Atlanta in overtime, uh, one twenty five to OKC. So these are some uh, really high scores. And obviously, they've got a high powered offense, but. Do you guys think that the Nets should make a trade to address this? Or if they don't make a trade, do you think it'll get better or get worse throughout the season and more importantly into the playoffs? So I'll start with Eric first. What do you think about that, Eric, a trade or does it get better or worse? Yeah, I mean, I would like to see them make a trade, but my problem is I don't really know what they could give up to make a trade happen because obviously they're not getting rid of Harden, Kyrie, or KD. I mean, that's obvious. And then they gave up a lot of their, you know, better role players and uh, pretty much all their draft capital when they got Harden. So I don't really know what they could do. I, I don't know if maybe it's just that 
since it's still the regular season, they're just playing kind of lackadaisical and maybe they're going to step it up, come playoff time and play a little bit better because they did have a couple they've had a couple of good games defensively. Like they had the one game against Miami where they held them to 85. And of course all the Nets fans on Twitter went crazy after that one. They were like, see our defense is good. And like, <laughs> like yeah, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't matter because they still had all the horrible games. And then they had that one good game against the Pacers too. They held them under a hundred, but it it is obviously concerning how bad they have been doing defensively. But ultimately I think it's going to be okay because I think, like I said, I think once the playoffs start, while they may not be a great defense, I do think they will try harder and step up their game a little bit and do a little bit better and then they also have the benefit of the fact that they do play in the Eastern Conference, which is, uh, I mean, obviously the West has been better than the East pretty much my entire life, but uh, the East is just really bad right now. And so I think they will be okay, but obviously I still am a little concerned about it, though. Yeah, so Connor, do you agree with Eric, or do you think that they should you know, find whatever they can to get a, a defensive player to add to the rotation. Yeah, I definitely agree with him that um, I do think that they need to make a trade. I mean, I do understand what Eric was saying that, you know, they don't really have a lot that they can offer, but I do think that they should do whatever they can to go out and find somebody, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't have to be a superstar defensive player of the year candidate or anything like that, but, you know, it has to be, it just needs to get better because, you know, I mean, we saw it in the NFL this season, defense wins championships. And, you know, while, yes, they are playing in the weaker Eastern Conference right now where there's only like three or four teams that have a winning record at the moment. Um, you know, it's it's one it's really damaging, in my opinion, to their championship hopes, because obviously, you know, going into this season, they were heavy title favorites, you know, with KD and Kyrie. And they became even bigger title favorites with, you know, James Harden joining the fray, like, you know, probably the only team that was a bigger title favorite than them in going into the season was the Lakers to repeat. But, um, you know, I think it's really damaging to their title hopes because you're going to get to the finals. And I do think that they'll, they will easily cruise past the Eastern conference. Like, you know, I don't, I don't see anybody in the East beating them in the playoffs when, cause like Eric said, they will wake up and do better in the playoffs because right now, you know, especially with how bad the East is, they can kind of afford to take it easy because, you know, they're, unless they completely collapse, they're not going to miss the playoffs. So, um, you know, they need to win a couple more games because you, you want to have that home court advantage throughout the playoffs. But um, it's, I think it's when they finally get to the championship, whoever it, be, it may be, whether it be Utah or LA, well, either LA team, really, whether it be the Lakers, the Clippers, whether it be Phoenix, you know, whether it be any of these teams in the West, I don't know. I can, I, I see a sweep in the future, maybe not a sweep, but like maybe a five game NBA finals. If they continue to play defense like this, you know, players like Kawhi and PG and LeBron, well, PG outstanding because we know how playoff P plays, but <laughs> um, like LeBron and AD, like they will just eat up this Nets defense and they're not going to be able to score enough to, you know, get back at these teams. And some of these other teams, you know, they're they're good defending teams that could contain these players. You know, AD can contain uh, Kevin Durant. And, you know, I'm sure Kawhi can contain Kevin Durant. So there's, it's something, it's a serious problem that 
probably wouldn't affect them in the East, but definitely, in my opinion, would affect them in the NBA championship. So go out and do whatever you can. Find whatever draft capital that someone might be interested in or some other player. I don't know who, but yeah. try whatever you can to get a defensive player on this team and get it a little bit better. Yeah, I, I definitely agree more with Connor on this one. I think they have to do it because this is that D'Antoni system, you know, and those D'Antoni teams never... <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should have said that, like they're turning into the Rockets, basically. <laughs> yeah, they they never they never win the championship, you know, and that it's because they're missing that defensive piece. But uh, we'll move on now and let Eric bring up, bring up a question for us to answer. So, Eric, go ahead. Yeah, so my uh, first question, we'll switch over to the Western Conference here. And if you're looking at the Utah Jazz, they're sitting in first place in the Western Conference right now. And usually they're a team that hovers around the four and five seeds somewhere in there. So but they're sitting there at the top of the West with a 22 and five record. They've been playing lights out lately. I think they're like nine and one in their last 10 games I saw. So my question is, are the Jazz for real? Do you really think that they could be a serious title contender and team to come out of the West? Or do you think they're going to cool off and uh, kind of fall back down a little bit? So what do you think about the Utah Jazz? All right, I'll start. Um, to answer your question, no, I, I don't think so. Um they're a good story right now. They're doing really well. If they had the playoffs to start right now, you know, I might say yes, but we still have a long way to go. Uh, they've only played 27 games so far. So while it's a good sign for the Jazz, I think they're definitely exceeding expectations uh, for me. And it seems like they are building a really good season right now. I still would not expect them to win the West. And I think... There's several other teams that could beat them. And it's just, it's going to be important for them to keep this up. Obviously, 22 and 5 is incredible, but uh, they're going to need home court. And, you know, they're on track to do that. But even still, even if they had home court, I just personally, I don't think I could take, pick them to be either the Lakers, Clippers, I, maybe the Suns. I wouldn't say against the Trailblazers. Um, and some other West teams that, you know, Denver's still Denver. It's just, there's so many really good teams in the West and their record is really good right now, but injuries can happen. You never know what can happen. It's, I just don't, I see the record and everything, but I just don't see this being a finals team and championship team. But Connor, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I kind of see this team. I mean, I'm definitely in agreement in a way I would almost try and, compare them to the Bucks in a way in the East, right? How the Bucks were yeah. this team that, you know, they were always so dominant in the regular season and, you know, Giannis would put up these huge numbers and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, okay, you know, me myself included last season, but, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, the Bucks are going to win the title. Like, you know, they're looking like the best team and then they get to the playoffs and, you know, they do horribly. So, I think, unfortunately, for Jazz fans, I think that will happen to this team, too. I don't see them beating the Lakers right now or the Clippers. Um, you know, and like you said, there's just all those other teams in the West. Um, you know, definitely if I was them, I'd feel a lot better if I was in the East. Because if they were in the Eastern Conference, then I think they could blow through 
you know, I think they could beat the Nets oh, right yeah. now. They could beat the Pacers, the Celtics, the Bucks. I mean, I don't know if they beat the Sixers right now, but, um, you know, they could blow through pretty much almost anybody in the East. But like you said, with the West, like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Trailblazers, the Spurs are playing really well right now. Um, I'm, I'd probably pick the Jazz to beat the Spurs, but obviously the Spurs are there. And you mentioned the Nuggets. So um, I just don't see it happening for them, unfortunately, you know. Maybe who knows anything can happen, but yeah. Um, I mean, if maybe if you ask me this question like twenty or thirty games from now, and they're still atop the West, then I might start to believe a little bit more. But not right now. I still see the Lakers and Clippers as the favorites in the West. Yeah, and, and let me really quickly ask Eric because you brought up this question: Do you see the Jazz as the best team in the West, or are you in agreement with Connor and I? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much in an agreement. I don't see them as the best team right now, but the only thing I will say, like, while this isn't going to be, like, a huge injury for now, uh, Anthony Davis is yeah. dealing with an injury, and he's looks like he's going to miss two, maybe three weeks. And so it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers do. And then, of course, with the Clippers resting PG and Kawhi all the time, like, I, I could see them getting the number one seed. And so like if they can get the number one seed, then that that could make things a little more interesting. But uh like kinda like what Connor talked about with the Bucks, like it reminds me of back in the day, like in the East, like the Hawks always seem to be really good in the regular season for some reason. And yeah, one I year they even got, yeah. One year one year they even got the number one seed and it was like, Oh my God, maybe they're gonna take down LeBron and then the Cavs yeah. still like swept him, I think. So like but I mean, if you're a jazz fan, I mean, this is an exciting time because this is the, you know, best they've been playing in a really long time. So uh, I do have to give them a lot of credit because I thought I'd heard in the past that there was tension with like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and stuff after the whole COVID thing. And then the fact that the jazz gave Gobert that huge contract and him and Mitchell are still playing together. Like I really wasn't expecting anything out of the jazz. So for them to be playing as good as they are, like I do have to give them a lot of credit. And but I am more like on the side as Connor, though, like maybe 30 more games from now, we'll see if they're still doing this and revisit it. But yeah, I, I, I still don't see them beating the Lakers or Clippers. Yep. So we all agree with that one. Uh, let's go ahead and hear Connor ask a question. Um, question number three. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's going to be my favorite question because it's you know, actually getting to talk about my team here, you know, honestly, going into the season, I, you know, I, of course, had my high hopes for the Hornets. I did pick them to finish second in the division, but, you know, if they turned back into the old Hornets, then I wouldn't have been surprised either. But, you know, they've been a bit of a surprise this year, the Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, right now they are in first place in the Southeast division, still with a losing record. But like I said earlier, there's only like three teams in the East that have a winning record. It's like the the Nets, the Sixers, and the Bucks are the only ones that do. So, um, But with that being said, can the Hornets keep up the success that they're having right now and win the Southeast Division for the first time in their history? Uh, I guess I'll start with Eric. Yeah, I absolutely think they can. I mean, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before the podcast started, and well, I know Connor still hates Gordon Hayward's contract that he got. Uh, he he is doing pretty good for them right now. And then uh, they also have the, you know, Timberwolves and Warriors to thank for letting LaMelo Ball fall into their lap. He's playing at a rookie of the year level. I'd still like to see his jump shot get a little better, but uh, he's putting up numbers and doing good things for them. And 
the Hornets also just have the benefit of the fact that their division is really, really bad. So they're kind of like the NFC East of football, you know, like, so like <laughs> any team could win it. But I mean, the Hornets are kind of the surprise, though, like kind of like in the NFC East, like even though we knew that wasn't going to be a good division. You know, we we're like, oh, it's going to be the Cowboys or the Eagles, but nobody thought Washington was going to get it. Even it looked like the Giants could maybe get it. Nobody was expecting Washington to get it. So, uh, kind of the same thing with this season. I, even though this division isn't that good, I don't think anybody was looking at it and thinking, oh, I think the Hornets can win the division. So, uh, I give the Hornets a lot of credit. And, uh, you know, as a fan of a, you know, fellow struggling team, like in the Thunder, like uh, I am happy for Connor that his Hornets are doing well. And I, I hope that they can keep it up. And I think they can. <laughs> okay. Well, you might not like what I have to say uh, here, but I, if the question is, can they win the Southeast? And, you know, it's not like that really matters. I mean, you, you get the banner, I think, but as far as the seeding goes, it's not like the NFL where they have the division winners at the top. So it's really, I mean, theoretically, they could win the division and miss the playoffs still, but I, I don't see that happening. But um, Actually, don't, don't, doesn't the division winner automatically get in no matter what? Well, I don't think we've ever had a scenario where that... That's also yeah, we've never had a scenario like that, but I think in the rules, the division winner maybe. does get in every time. Yeah, maybe. Um, but <laughs> that'd be a crazy anyway. scenario. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the... Um, so they they definitely can. Now this is still just a small sample size because we're in mid February. But if I had to just pick who I think would win, I'd I'd still say the Heat. I mean, these teams are all clustered in the standings right now. Like you see the Hornets here at the six seed, uh, five and a half games back from the one seed. But then like the ten seed is only one game back. The Hawks here, um, I guess technically two because they'd have to win two more games to tie the Hornets. But still, this is really close margins. And with a young team like this, it's hard to trust them. I'm just trying to say I trust the Heat more to get it back together a little bit. I know we have a Heat-related question, so I'm not going to spoil what I think about the Heat. But sorry, guys. If you hear a loud sound, that's like my a neighbor's uh, washing machine or something. Not washing machine, uh, laundry, uh, yeah, laundry uh, <laughs> or dryer thing. Going Wash off, your clothes so. some other time, neighbor. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, you're messing this up. <laughs> I don't know how bad it sounds, but hopefully it's going down now. But um, I can't really hear it. Okay, that's good. It was actually really loud when Eric was talking, so I was glad that you had Eric go first, um, and I was able to beat myself. But anyways, uh, I just trust the Heat more. I think they've got uh, a lot more veteran players that have been there and. Uh, they'll play each other a couple more times. And the thing with the Hornets is they're, I, I still have really high expectations for them. I think they can be good. It's just I think it's a year too soon to say this. And, you know, they're, you know I said at the beginning of the draft, uh, LaMelo Ball was going to be the best player, and he's definitely turning out to be so. And another guy, too, Tyrese Halliburton on the Kings is doing really well. That was another draft uh steal that i said after the draft was going to happen um so yeah I, I think the hornets they can obviously they're in first place right now but um it's really i think a three-team race between the hornets the heat and the hawks and 
you know, I'll just take a minute here to talk about how bad the Orlando Magic are doing. I mean, 2021 has not been good at all for them. They have a terrible record in 2021. Um, things are going really, really poorly. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if they blew it up and traded Vooch uh, to some contender and just blew it up. They're playing like doo-doo right now. Traded to the Hornets. <laughs> Traded to the Hornets. <laughs> no, actually, no, I, I watched a game and it was the Hornets. I saw the Hornets broadcasters and they were saying, um, they were like, they were talking about Vooch and they said, Vooch always has his career highs against the Hornets. Like he he dominates the Hornets every time they play. Um <laughs> But yeah, probably because probably because you got Bismack Babumbo guarding. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Zeller, Co- Cody Zeller, right? Um, yeah, and Zeller too. God. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so they're playing terrible, and then the Wizards are even worse. Thank God we're not as bad as the Wizards, but you know they're looking <laughs> like they're going to get the number one pick, or at least be in that position in the lottery standings to get that number one pick. So those two teams, I would say, you know, I'll, I'll give since Orlando made the playoffs last year, I'll give them a you know, a few more weeks, but if they keep the pace that they're on right now, I'm going to say they're eliminated from the playoffs and the wizards, I think are already eliminated. Um, so it's between the, <laughs> I mean, look at how many games have they won? Like five or five. Six? Yeah. So <laughs> five. five, you can count that on one hand. Um, <laughs> In case if anybody thought that, you know, triple doubles translates to wins, look no further than the Washington Wizards, okay? I, I, I can rest my case Russell right West, there. Russell Westbrook, like, he's going to break the all-time record for triple doubles. Like, he's still great. Well, uh, the Wizards are, I guess it's the rest of the team then, because I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the Hawks are another good team, too, that I, you know, I thought the Hawks would be better. Um, and they still have a chance to. So that's another contender to overtake the Hornets right now. So it's I think it's a three-team race, Hornets, Heat, and Hawks, the three H's. Um, <laughs> but I will say I will say right now I think the Hornets would finish second over the Hawks. It's going to be close, I think, but I still, at the end of the day, I do think the Heat will get it together enough to win enough to overtake the Hornets, and I do think that the Hornets – as a young team are going to go through a stretch where they lose a couple games and uh, don't keep up the momentum because they're winning games that we didn't think they would uh, be winning, uh, which is quite surprising. But I guess I'll, I'll turn the tables now and ask Connor, since this is his team, what do you think about the Hornets chances? Uh, obviously playoffs are looking, <laughs> you know, like a real possibility. So um, yeah, hopefully so that's good. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely agree what you were saying with with what uh, with what you were saying about the Heat. You know, they're a veteran team. Um, I mean, I almost see the Hornets and Hawks as mirror images of each other in a way. Like they're both these young, up and coming teams that, you know, like you said, maybe next season you'll see them. You know, I, I do really think next season it will be a fight between the Hornets and Hawks for the division. Um, but I do agree actually that I don't foresee them keeping this up like i think they'll keep it up enough to get the playoffs like maybe sneak in as that seven or eight seed um but i would give the heat a better chance at the moment just because i know like even though Lamelo ball and gordon hayward are playing great i know there's some other people on the team like pj washington's been playing really bad um he's been you know, he's hurt here he's he has covid right now but, right right he has covid right now but like 
and the from the games that I've seen, like he's been playing pretty bad. I know Devontae Graham really hasn't been playing fantastically. It's more so been Terry Rozier that's been yeah. uh, stepping up at the point guard spot, which you know before the season we all thought I was thinking that they were going to trade him, but now <laughs> yeah. it's looking now it's looking like Graham is the worst point guard on the team. So um, you know it's it's going to be interesting to see, but I do agree that I think I would give the Heat a better chance. Yeah. All right, so we'll move it back up now, and I'll ask you guys uh, the second question that I made, and is we'll go back to the Western Conference here, and I want to talk about really the Warriors and Steph Curry, um, and the Warriors currently are fourteen and thirteen, and are the eight seed in the West, and they're doing about where I thought they would be, um, maybe slightly underachieving, but you know the West is a lot tougher, so five hundred in the West is not a bad thing. Um, so they've obviously been uh, carried by Steph, averaging 30 a game. And it's still really, really early. But everybody has MVP discussions, um, even this early in February. So I thought, you know, since Steph has won two MVPs before, um, what shot do you guys give him to win a third this year? And what do you think it's going to take? Uh, did the Warriors have to just make the playoffs do they have to be a top seed get home court like what what do you think it would take for the warriors um uh success for steph to get mvp and steph himself to obviously keep this up so i'll start with eric and do you think he can do it too um my odds for him winning mvp are probably more on the lower side right now i i don't necessarily think he can't get it or that he won't get it but he while he is obviously the face of that team and oh god now i'm hearing a weird noise outside sorry (laughs) okay uh it's gone somebody was rubbing up their car but anyway um man that totally threw me off uh but yeah i i don't think he has the greatest odds to do it i am going to need to see uh, a little bit more from him. Obviously, like Zach's got on the screen that he's averaging the 29 points per game, which is uh, very good. But I just still don't see it right now. I mean, like Zach said, though, it is early, so I'm not like completely ruling him out or anything. But um, one thing, though, that I do think does benefit him is the fact that uh, he's you know playing pretty much like every game, whereas you know, you get a lot of these other players that are resting and doing things like that. And so just by him being available every game, like that is, that is huge. And uh, I've liked his ability of like getting his teammates more involved because the Warriors really struggled at the beginning of the season and they are playing better. Like while they're barely above 500, if you look at their record over the last you know, like half of their games instead of the first half of the games, they are doing better. But I just, for right now though, I just, I still don't see it. There's other people that I still have above him, but if he starts playing phenomenal though, then he'll definitely get back in there for sure. All right. Uh, same question for uh, Connor. Yeah. I, for me, um, you know, while I think if he, for me personally, if he could lead the Warriors to, I wouldn't say he would have to be, they would have to be number one, but if he could lead them to like at least the four seed, 
this season with the way that, especially not just the West, but like the Pacific division as a whole, if he could lead them to the four seed, then in my opinion, that would definitely put him in the race for MVP. But I think definitely what's going to hold him back more than anything is just the performance of other players. Um, Cause I mean, obviously we all know LeBron James is going to be in the talks. I mean, a lot of people have him as the front runner right now. Um, you know, it's, he's always going to be in the talks no matter what, unless he were just completely collapse, you know, LeBron James is going to be in the conversation. Um, you know, him and his flopping. Cause you know, Grayson Allen just totally destroyed him the other night. Uh, <laughs> I know. But... It's like, how do you, well, it's like, how, how does the, you know, how do you ever feel sorry for Grayson Allen or any sympathy at all? But LeBron made that happen. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially me being a UNC fan. Like, I have zero sympathy for Grayson Allen, but I was just like, really, bro? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, and then I think that's going to, you know, like I said, LeBron James is going to be in the conversation. Obviously, with how well the Sixers are playing, I mean, I know we have a question about this later too, but with how well the Sixers are playing, and if they can keep it going, then Joel Embiid is going to be in there. I mean, possibly at the top. If the Sixers keep it up, then I think Joel Embiid's going to be at the top, um, as long as he doesn't get hurt again, which is always a possibility. Um you know, Nikola Jokic right now is pretty much being, you know, the face of the Nuggets and keeping the Nuggets in the playoff hunt. So, and then obviously uh, Kevin Durant and Kawhi, the other usual suspects. So I just think it's going to be a lot of the other players that are going to keep him back from it, unless he really can take the Warriors to like a top four seed, maybe even like a top three seed. Um, because I don't think. I mean, I know you said this before last season when we were talking about the MVPs and I locked Giannis to win it. Um, and you were saying how you weren't going to pick him because you're like, it's really hard to win another MVP, you know, especially after you've won. A, I mean, like, unless your name is LeBron James, it's really hard to win multiple MVPs, and especially even win a third one because you've already won it. And, you know, they're going to give it to someone else because, you know, you can make arguments for a lot of players as to why they should get it. But um, winning previous MVPs tends to knock you down the list. Um, and, you know, guys like Giannis and Steph, who have won it multiple times, they're, yeah, they're going to be in the conversation, but they're not going to be the front runners. Like I said, unless your name's LeBron James, um, <laughs> you're not going to be at the top. So, and that's, and the other thing is, too, I mean, back to with the Warriors, I don't think he's going to be able to take the Warriors to that. Um, you know, I just, I've never, thought of Steph Curry as like, you know, one of those types of players that, okay, you know, he's, he's going to be the guy to carry this team and, you know, bring them. I mean, LeBron kind of single hand, as much as I like to hate him and we all like to hate him. He did pretty much single-handedly carry that Cavs team to the championship that last season he was in Cleveland. So, and I've never seen Steph Curry as a player that could do that. I've never seen him as like a, a LeBron or a, a Giannis or, um, you know, MJ kind of player like you know these people are going to carry their team forward I don't think I don't see Steph Curry doing that I think the Warriors they're going to stay muddled in that eight seed conversation and I don't know if they're gonna be able to break out of it yeah um I think I'd agree with you guys I don't think it'll happen but I do think if I had to like right now pick a top three I would probably say uh LeBron it is. I won't say in any particular order, but him, LeBron, like Steph, LeBron, and um, gosh, what was the 
Embiid, well, it's one of the Jokic. people. Like, it's one. Of, oh, Embiid. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So those those would be my top three right now, just because um, the problem the the big benefit for Steph, and I do think um, what you're talking about, how he has won two MVPs before, at least for his sake, that was several years ago, and it's not fresh in everybody's minds. You know, like Giannis is back to back, so for him to win a third, he would have to be incredible you know even better than yeah, i mean he, and he's and he's definitely not on track for that right <laughs> no now, so um <laughs> you know gotta gotta shoot better free throws Giannis first uh but i know um, I've, I've been trying to work on him with that man but he just yeah. it's not happening right now <laughs> Giannis's agent we have here by he, the way. Gian- he needs to I, I, you're going to tell him connor he needs to like punish himself even more when he misses free throws <laughs> or something i, I heard he has I some mean, punishment he gives himself if he misses them but it's yeah, obviously not working no yeah. he's uh he's losing I mean, me money <laughs> <laughs> um but i the the big benefit uh for step in my mind is that he's doing this with really no other all-stars except for draymond was a former all-star but that's it not uh, not he, really an all-star anymore no, so. yeah not <laughs> any not any not like <laughs> 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 i knew when i said that i get a reaction from eric but um yeah i, I think it's just uh We'll see what happens with the West, but um, all these other guys, like, you know, LeBron's had AD, and Embiid's got Simmons and Tobias Harris and Seth Curry, and all these other guys have really good teams, whereas, you know, Steph doesn't have Clay and Kevin KD's not there anymore. Um, so we'll see what happens, and I think if he keeps this, uh, his scoring up, that's going to be the thing for him, like, uh, he could win an MVP just off of the scoring and if he's efficient. Um, so we'll see because he's done that before when he was the unanimous, unanimous MVP. It was definitely because of his scoring. You know, um, for other players, they have to, you know, involve their defensive game or their facilitating. But for Steph, he can single handedly do it himself. But I do think this award generally is also a team award. So like you guys said, I do think they'll have to be if if they get up to a top four seed, nobody would have saw seen that coming. And then that's going to be like a huge storyline that they were a top four seed because of Steph. And I think, honestly, that would give him a lot more respect um, than what he's currently had, even if they don't win a championship, because this is the first time we've really seen him have to carry the team because of last season he was injured basically all the season. So. It's really interesting to see uh, see how he does, and you know, can't forget Dame from the MVP conversation too. He's definitely in it as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, Zach's not going to let us forget that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so we'll move on now and let Eric ask his second question. So Eric, go ahead. Yeah. So we kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier with the Hornets, but obviously the Miami Heat are uh off to a poor start considering how they ended up last year with that 11 and 15 record right now um do you think that they're having like a bit of a super bowl hangover and that's why they're struggling or do you think maybe there's like some other kind of reason why they're struggling and then also do you think they're going to be able to turn or, or turn it around and get back on track or do you think they'll continue to struggle uh, I'll let Connor start because the washing machine's going off again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think with the Heat, I mean, I will say 
I didn't exactly have super high expectations for them this year because I know I'm pretty sure I mentioned this when we did our NBA preview that I saw the Heat more of like as one of those they were just kind of more of a Cinderella story like they kind of didn't really deserve to be there in a way like they didn't have the best team they didn't you know blah 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 I think they were just really able to take advantage of you know the situation in the bubble and they just really you know they peaked at the right time you know there was definitely teams in the east that I would have thought should have gotten over them like the Bucks and the Raptors and the um, Celtics so I think last year was kind of like a Cinderella story like kind of like a feel-good thing for you know Jimmy Butler finally made it to the championship like obviously they didn't win but you know Jimmy Butler finally made it and you know, Bam Adebayo starting to come along and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, now I just, I think this is really more so the team that they were supposed to be. Um, You know, I think they're playing a little bit worse than we thought that they should. Um, But I figured that they would be, you know, kind of hovering around, you know, a 500 mark or, well, I guess with, with the way the East is right now, I say they'd be hovering around a 500 mark. But I thought that they'd be kind of hovering around that five or six or maybe, even like a seven seed um, when it came to them winning the division. I just see a lot of teams in the East that are better than them. So um, I think they can turn it around because like we mentioned this before, you know, that they have the veteran team, you know, Butler's been around the block. Goran Dragic is hurt right now, but he's been around the block. Um, You know, they, this team knows what it's like and they know how to feel the pressure um, you know, they still have Andre Iguodala. He's been around forever, um, you know, won multiple championships. So they're not going to panic in the big situations and the big games. Like, okay, you know, we like we really need to win this game. Like, this is an important game. You know, if we don't win this, then whatever happens. But, you know, they're not going to panic. Whereas a team like the Hornets and the Hawks, you know, with all their young players, they might, the moment might get too big for them. The moment won't get too big for this team. So I can definitely see them clawing their way back. Um you know, if they missed the playoffs, I think it would shock me. But I definitely could see them as one of those, uh, you know, a potential first round exit or, you know, maybe if they do make it past the first round, then they're not getting past the second round. So um, but I do think that they will rebound. Yeah, it's rare that I agree with Connor so much in one episode, but <laughs> basically 100% Probably because we're not talking about the NFL, that's probably yeah, why. Probably, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but still, it's shocking how, you know, you stole every word that I was going to say. But I'll add this. Um, I, there was a lot of talk last year that the Heat were only in the finals because of the bubble environment and... You know, they had the right stuff at the right time, didn't have to go on the road. You know, they would have, they were, you know, like a four or five seed. So they would have had to go to Milwaukee. They would have had to go to Boston, but they got to stay in the same building every night. So all that talk that was about the heat being, you know, was the, the bubble heat, you know, and we saw other teams do really well in the bubble. Like, remember when the Suns won every game? You know, they haven't won every game this season. You know, they're doing really well, but still, uh, they're not number one in the West. Um, so I think, and I'm guilty of this, though, because I, unlike Connor, I did have them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but that was more so out of, I was thinking uh, that they were a good team that had a good culture, and I didn't really see any of these other East teams uh, being as well. And the East is still so bad that I think they could 
you know, make a playoff run again, but they're by no means favorites. And I do think that they will make the playoffs. Like I said, I had them winning the Southeast when we talked about the Hornets. I think uh, we all actually had them winning at the yeah. beginning of the season too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, but right now when you look at things, it's not pretty. The headline here that I've clipped out is kind of funny. We were ragging on the wizards earlier. This one says the Miami heat hit a new low by falling to the Washington wizards, the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> Well, speaking of the Wizards, too, they're beating the Rockets right now. So <laughs> that, That's a rivalry game for a lot of people in that one. Um, but, John Wall versus Russ. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing with the Heat, I basically, last year they just had a lot of people that really over overperformed. And we really overestimated the length of that success. So when you think about like a Super Bowl hangover, um, I do think it's similar. But also, too, I don't think that they were really talented enough and deserving to be in the finals last year. Um, I, I, I just, you know, it, it should have been two West teams. I think, you know, I think they got in because they were in the East, and they had all the lucky breaks that happened to them in the playoffs and. I just think it was like a whole Cinderella story, like Connor said last year in the bubble. And it really um, made us think that they were better than they really are. And now when they have a regular season, they have to go travel, you know, stuff doesn't go their way. They're 11 and 15, which is worse than I'd expected. Um, but I didn't expect them to be super great anyways. Um, so it's a little disappointing but they you know it's not over yet I, I think they make the playoffs and i think they have a first round exit um which would be a disappointment for the heat but um but eric what do you think uh since you brought this up yeah I mean, i'm pretty much in agreement here as well i mean the only thing i will say that uh i know they've gotten a lot of uh excuses made for him with this but they have been without jimmy butler for a lot of the games uh like he is back now but um they were without him for a little while and obviously when pretty much any team is without their best player like they could struggle but i mean like you guys said i mean they they still haven't been a great team overall though but i do think like for example like the knicks are sitting at the seven seed right now like i i don't think they're going to stay there i i think they're kind of overachieving right now so like yeah, they will they will <laughs> yeah they they will uh nick Rue, if you listen to, to it sorry are. man it, yeah like uh, sorry, Nick Roof, you're listening to us. Sorry, man. I, I just don't see your Nick staying there. But, um, uh, so I mean, I do think the Heat are going to get in the playoffs. But I mean, I think, like what Zach said, though, first round exit is probably the most likely, or since the East is pretty bad right now, like maybe they get to the second round. But I, I don't see them, you know, getting back to where they were last year. I, I'm in agreement with you guys. Yeah. So let's go now to our sixth and final question. And, hear what Connor uh, has in store. Yeah, so, you know, if you guys were listening to us last year, you know, a lot of the people on the podcast last year, we were really high on the 76ers last year. You know, we thought they had that all-star lineup with Simmons, Harris, Horford, Embiid, and Jay Rich. Um, You know, most of us had them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Zach and Nate had them in the NBA Finals. Um, I can't remember if Zach actually picked them to win or if you picked the Lakers. I can't remember. But no, I didn't. Um, I had them losing. Uh, OK, yeah. but anyway, so, yeah, like we had them in the NBA finals and then, you know, they pretty much turned into the laughing stock of the East last year. Like not so much in the way that they lost a lot of their games, but like, you know, 
this was supposed to be a juggernaut team that was, you know, supposed to do great things. And then, you know, here they come only being like the sixth seed entering the playoffs. And then obviously the first round exit, which we all predicted would happen once we got there. We all said the Sixers would have a first round exit. So, but now they're looking like, you know, possibly they've turned it around. Um, You know, they're sitting on, on top of the East ahead of everybody else. So, you know, have the Sixers did the off season and getting everybody healthy and everything. Have they finally turned into this really good team that we all thought that they would be. Um, so I'll let Zach go first on this one. Okay. So no washing this... machine. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Um, ho- okay. So the 76ers to me, it's really a mirror image to what the jazz are doing right now in the West. In my opinion, we talked about the jazz earlier. Um, not as good of as a rec- not as good of a record, but they're the 76ers 18 and nine. They have, uh, some flaws because um, I was watching part of this game that they played against the Trailblazers recently, and they were at you know the Portland Trailblazers were on like a five game road trip, back to back at Philadelphia. They had no Dame, no CJ, no Nurkic. They had seven players had to start second round draft pick CJ Ellaby and Damian Lillard's like cousin who's only on the team because he's his cousin. Um, or some some sort of family relationship. It's the only reason he's on the team. Shouldn't be in the NBA. He had to like play Costas onto and Yeah, whatnot. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so they had to play those seven people, and they won by like 12, 15 points. And the 76ers basically were at full strength. So uh, that shows to me that that's the 76ers of old. Um, you know, they're they're number one in the East right now, but still. They, I don't even see them getting past Boston. Like they lose to Boston every year in the playoffs. It seems like um, I would pick Boston, even though they're having their struggles right now. I would still pick Boston to beat them. I would probably pick Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Indiana, all of these other uh, four teams on the list um, to beat them, even though they have the one seed right now. And I do think home court is going to mean a lot because. Uh, it seems like having to travel and go through all the COVID protocols and everything like that, it's definitely an advantage for the home team, even without the fans. Um, it's an advantage to be a home team, but still, I would probably have to say no. I mean, they, the move of bringing in Seth Curry, I think, has been good for them. They're getting finally some shooting on this team, which is what they desperately needed. Uh, so I think they're better than they were last year. They could surprise me still, but... I just I don't see it. I don't see them being better than Boston. Um, so, Eric, what do you think? Do you agree with me, or do you think more highly of the 76ers than I do? Uh, I agree with you to an extent, but I view the 76ers higher than what you do. I mean, obviously that you know game with Portland when Portland was down all their players. I mean, obviously that's a bad loss, but teams in the NBA constantly lose games they should win and vice versa um you know you're never going to see a team go 82 and 0 or anything like that so I, I'm, I'm not too worried about that one game uh but i i do agree with you in the sense that i i still don't see this team like coming out of the east i do think they're playing better like than where they should be i guess if that makes sense uh like they're like they're the number one seed right now but i i don't think they are the best team in the east but but I do have to disagree, though, in terms of, like, who I think they would beat or not beat. Like, 
Uh, I know they've had their struggles with Boston, but Boston just hasn't been as good this year. And Indiana, I'm still like not really worried about them. Uh, and even the Bucks, just with the way if Giannis keeps playing like the way he has in the playoffs, I I don't think the Bucks could beat the 76ers. But I still ultimately think the Nets are a better team though, and so I I don't see the 76ers coming out of the East, but. I think what's been the biggest difference for them is while Embiid has always been like a good player, he is playing on a whole nother level this year that he has not played at before. And also getting rid of Al Horford and getting more guys to space the floor, I think has been better. Um, Al Horford, while we, I initially thought at the time that that would be a good signing for them. uh, I ended up being totally wrong about that and that completely backfired. So him, not being there is actually, even though he's a good player, him not being there is actually helping the 76ers. And in addition to Embiid playing better, Tobias Harris is also having a pretty good season as well. So between him, Embiid, and Simmons, like all three playing at a pretty good level, uh, I do think that even though they've got a lot of the same players, I do think this is, uh, uh, I still think this team has a different feel to it. And also I give, uh, I give their coaching staff a lot of credit because they have gotten obviously a huge upgrade at the coaching position going into the season. Uh, I think they're getting a lot more out of their players. Obviously, like I said, with Embiid and Harris playing better, like they're getting a lot more out of everybody than they've been in the past. So I do think much more highly of the 76ers than Zach, but I do still have their ceiling at, uh, Eastern Conference final uh, loss. That's where I think I think that's the farthest they get. So Connor, right, what do so, you think? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask Connor. Yeah, no. Yeah, so oddly enough, I'm once again going to agree with Zach. Um, you know, Let's I think. Go. <laughs> I mean, Dang, I I'm of, the one that's been different tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I know Eric, I betrayed you. Sorry. Um, all but man, all <laughs> but I mean, I kind of see them just as like the best in a terrible conference at the moment. Like, you know, I just don't, I think all of these teams in in their own special way are kind of equally mediocre. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can see by their records for the most part, but I just, I just feel like it's going to fall apart at some point. You know, I, I feel like this is just a brief glimpse of, you know, if they could somehow manage to hold it together, this is what they could be, but I just don't see it happening. You know, at some point something's going to happen and B's probably going to get hurt again. Cause you know, he always gets hurt or like Simmons is going to get hurt again or, you know, whatever is going to happen to this team. And they're just going to, you know, all of a sudden take a turn for the worst and be headed for a first round exit. Um, I agree mostly with Zach about the teams that could beat them. Um, you know, I definitely think that the Bucks and the Nets can beat them. I'm not so sure about the Pacers if they could beat them just yet. Um, but I definitely think the Celtics have it in them to turn it around enough to, you know, to turn around and beat them too. Because the Celtics, they have a lot of talent on that team that, you know, yeah, they have underperformed this year so far. But, you know, when you have that much talent, it's just not something that is going to, you know, you're not going to keep doing bad forever. So, I mean, they did lose to the Wizards, you know, theme of teams losing to the Wizards here. Um, but <laughs> I definitely think the Celtics are going to bring it back together. And like I said, I think I see the Sixers as just the best of a terrible conference. Um, you know, I would put them, I wouldn't go so far as to say first round exit, but I definitely don't see them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you know, I'm 
kind of I'm feeling good about my initial uh, Nets versus Bucks prediction at the moment. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, I I heard yeah. Connor. I heard that little attempt to ruin my NBA fantasy team with the Embiid injury comment. There, I heard that. Look, just because I have him on my team and I'm in first place doesn't mean you got to go trying to jinx my team like that. Okay. Well, you know, don't, don't worry. I would. I made the mistake of uh, forgetting to take anthony davis out of my lineup so he's oh. gonna be getting zero points all week for me so. <laughs> uh, yeah that's a that's a really tricky situation because it's with his injury it's like an achilles um flare-up or something it's not like an actual achilles injury but it's yeah it's like it something he re-aggravated or something yeah like that. so it's it's like man if that happened that would be a huge story if he was done for the year but well, uh, you, you know eric i also you know, in a way, have to, you know, be mad at you and jinx your fantasy team because you did steal Giannis from me in the draft. That's, <laughs> that's why true. I had to change that's my That's true. Name, I did. So. I did. I, I, will, I will admit that one. I, I won't try to, you know, run away or hide from that fact. I openly admit that I did steal, uh, I did steal, I stole your client from you, so I do apologize. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, but, is that why he's been missing his free throws? Like, you were like, hey, er, you, Eric drafted you, miss some free throws so you get less points. <laughs> like, you like, like, you know, still, still win the games, of course, but you know, just, just miss some of those free throws. <laughs> yeah, when you're up by 17, you know, miss some of those free throws. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, that'd be that'd, I'd fire my agent right away if I heard him say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, guys, hopefully you enjoyed this All NBA episode. Uh, we talked about a lot of different teams, so hopefully you enjoyed that. And next week we will be back to talk. We'll we'll bring up an NBA related story with around the hoop, and we're also going to talk about some NFL players and do a game of this or that. So we've done an episode like that before. We're bringing it back um, with new players. Obviously, we're not going to have the same exact ones, but um, but yeah, we'll we'll play this or that. Nate will be back as well. So hopefully, you guys enjoy that episode to come, and hopefully, you enjoyed this one as well. And until then, be clutch. Bye. Peace.